Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now, from Wichita's most listened to sports radio, 97.5 and 1240 KFH, this is Sports Daily with Jacob Albrocht and Tommy Kester. All right, welcome in, everybody. Sports Daily here on a Thursday. Glad to be with you. Jacob Albrocht, Tommy Caster. Uh, the day after a really, really horrible situation that we'll try to navigate the best we can for you today. Uh, we'll try to also do other fun things today, too, which I'll just be uh, perfectly honest with you is a really weird thing to do. Uh, but we will uh, because we can't. I can't do otherwise. We'll have Shocker Talk today. Our K-State insider Tim Fitzgerald joins us today. So plenty of college hoops to talk about. Uh, some interesting stories around the NFL, I think, yesterday uh, that we'll spend a little time with today. And maybe a couple of the, the things that would make Chiefs fans happy from the parade yesterday we can get into as well. The KFH hotline is open for you one way or the other, 869-1240. Uh, glad to be able to provide that to you. Uh, we've got some giveaways today, a chance to see uh, some postseason college basketball up in Kansas City. We'll get you the details for that later. We'll get you some HTO, all kinds of good stuff coming for you. Welcome in. Uh, Tommy, how are you this morning? I'm good, ready to get into it today. I know uh, we've got a lot on the, the program to get to and, and talk about. Um, you know, obviously a tough day yesterday, and I know that's where we're going to start. Uh, and, you know, definitely the story that's dominated uh, everything over the last almost 24 hours. So um, that's a big reason why we're here today. Yeah, look, I, um, I, I think that we'll, you just like you go through. So, so the strange thing for us is just, you know, to look through it, like it's really difficult to have that looming while you try to also have other things like, and it was difficult on TV with that yesterday. It's difficult even still with the radio today, because, you know, the, every time you get details or information, it, it just like absolutely deflates the room again. We're going through yesterday, you know, the initial reports. It's a very strange uh, sequence. We, As I'm walking into the newsroom, right when I'm walking in, I look up and I see Mick Schaefer and his coverage because we were carrying it live. And I see just a look of confusion among the three anchors they had up there. And then they show an overhead shot of people like running away. 
And I'm like, oh my God. And I immediately, like I, I text Tommy, I said, I think something bad's happening at this, at, at the celebration. And it was right when I walked in the door. And so like that moment was when all of us realized it. And then, so we call our reporter who was, who was right there. He was about 20 yards from where this happened. And he was like, yeah, guys, I, I can see like a gun in a pool of blood, something. And we're like, okay. And so then it goes like DEFCON on everything, and we just go nuts, and you start to get details. Well, at first, you're like, okay, one person's been shot, and then you hear a few people, and then all of a sudden it's at least 15 people have been shot, and then it's 22 people have been shot, and a bunch of them are kids, and you're just thinking, oh, like children's mercies involved. So it, it's been a really quickly escalated. We still don't know a lot about the circumstances. We have seen uh, you know, stories and videos of heroism, of fans tackling you know suspects and getting guns out of the situation social media is wild in these days it's it's so strange to watch these things unfold because you get so many firsthand views of things and it's just it sucks it's really difficult this is now i believe the third uh, championship celebration in a row of the major sports where we've had somebody get shot we had it at the at the nuggets celebration I think at the Rangers celebration, somebody was shot in a parking garage at now this one. And it's just like, my God, like what, like, why can't we just go have a parade and have fun? And, you know, I don't know what the aftermath of it is. And I don't even know what the circumstances of this one are. I don't even know that it was anything sinister or targeted or anything like that. But, you know, people with guns started shooting those guns in a large crowd of people. And 22 people are now shot and at least one person's dead. And it really sucks. And I don't know what the answer to any of that is. I just know that it, it, you know, it just is this thing that slaps us in the face again, and I hate it. And it's hard to look at anything else that's happened. I try to find the great things that happen in those moments, the first responders that rush in, um, hearing stories of how the Chiefs players were trying. And apparently this was much closer to the Chiefs team, as people realized to begin with. Um but, you know, consoling young people, helping them, trying to get them through. Everything's chaos for everybody, honestly. And to see people, you know, in the and, and it look, it doesn't surprise me at all to see a couple of citizens take down a potential suspect. Like, I, I think that's what a lot of people would do. And, and those kinds of things are reminders of the best of us as we get a reminder of the worst of us. So it's a it's a wild thing to even have to talk about. But here we are. Yeah, there's not a whole lot that I can say that is new um, that, that other people have not already been saying, whether it's on radio or television or social media or just in conversations. Uh, I'm not going to break anything new. I'm, I'm not going to be, you know, I'm not going to say something that is um, enlightening that nobody has ever heard before because it's all been said. The thoughts and prayers have gone all out and uh you know it's 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 not this is unfortunately nothing new it doesn't make it any less devastating but it's it's nothing new in our country and and that's what makes it the most devastating i think um i think about it i'll tell you kind of where you, you talked about walking into the newsroom i'll kind of tell you where things were at for me during that time uh, and, and a little bit prior to that so my wife and I, uh, I was here at work, my wife was at home, and we both had the parade coverage on TV. I'm, I'm working, I've got it on in the background, I'm kind of paying attention, but my wife was, has been incredibly locked in 
to everything Chiefs related, you know, and especially with the Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift thing. Totally locked in, was really locked into the game. Um, you know, she followed Patrick Mahomes going to Disneyland and, and watched all of that and um, all the different press conferences. And so she was glued to the TV watching the parade coverage yesterday. And at one point she texted me and we're watching it together. And this was before anything had happened. And she said um, something to the effect of, I really wish that we had taken our boys to this today. And, and I, we have a, a toddler and we have a baby. And uh, I responded and I said, man, that would have been awesome. Would have been awesome for us to be able to go up there, you know, and share in that with them. And it was less than an hour later that all of this was going down. And in, in my mind, I thought to myself, uh, there were so many families that took their kids to this, to see their heroes, you know, took their kids to be able to go and, and enjoy and revel and celebrate in this Super Bowl victory. And all I can think about now is thank God we didn't go. Thank God we weren't there, you know, for that. And, and that's, what's, that's what has stuck with me uh, over the last 24 hours. And, and to a point to where not only did I think um, I'm glad we didn't go, but I also thought I'm not sure I would ever want to do anything like that. I don't know. Moving forward, I don't know if I would ever want to go to a, a large gathering like that again, um, you know, after, after this. So, um, again, I've got nothing groundbreaking to say other than just it's extremely devastating uh, that this has happened. It's completely... Um, you know, ruined what is absolutely a joyous time. Yeah, and I look. I, my wife had the same reaction. Um, she has it, you know, before in in places like that. I just like what's so disappointing to me is initially it looks like this wasn't some. Not that this would make it any better or worse. It's just it it makes it feel like the likelihood is higher that these weren't some targeted attacks it doesn't we don't think and right. neither were the other ones at celebrations they were just gun violence spilling over into a large group of people like not that that's what makes it so frightening because it's like well God, we really do like we sit in the newsroom on a scanner and there's somebody shot feels like six times a day yeah. and it's like what like you just we it just really does become this numbing thing that you're like well I won't put myself in a situation where people are shooting at each other and then these things happen. And then it's like that, you know, that fake barrier we put up just comes crashing down. I hate it. Uh, I, you know, uh, the, the thoughts and the prayers I think are very important. I don't think they're enough to solve these problems. I don't know the answers to solve the problems, um, but it's, it's happened. And now we'll have, you know, probably a lot of really great things happen as people step in to try to help just as we did in the immediate aftermath. And if we get in any information today on what's happening, any information on motive or suspects or anything like that, we will pass it along to you. We'll, we'll try to tow this line and bear with us as we have that situation existing, but also giving you something else today too. So just bear with us on that. We'll have to make a couple of awkward transitions probably. Uh, but we'll do our best. 869-1240. We're going to take a break to have a not awkward transition uh, and give it a little breather, and we'll come back. We'll talk about some other things around the NFL that happened yesterday that have nothing to do with the violence. Some of those things even happened before the violence in the same place. We'll have it next for you on Sports Daily. Your phone call is welcome. 869-1240. Sports Daily on 97.5 and 1240. KFH, Wichita's number one sports radio. 
All right, welcome back in, everybody. Sports Daily on KFH, all Brockton Caster. Uh, all right, Tommy, so before the tragedy yesterday, a couple of things happened for the Chiefs, I think, that are notable for fans. One, Steve Spagnuolo, as we mentioned here, got an extension. Doesn't surprise us, but is, you know, like step one, if it was even a step that was in question, I don't think it was. That will help the defense. The other more interesting thing, I think, that came of it is Chris Jones essentially saying he's not going anywhere. Now, I can't remember if he has said the same thing in the past on a stage like that. He certainly has, like, on social media. And then things turned last off season. It did feel to me like that was a little more definitive yesterday. Um, you know, I don't know if he has any insight on how this will go. I don't know if he was just caught up in the moment of the celebration or if that's even insight we should take anything from, but he said it. Yeah, I mean, I think that at least from his perspective, um, I think this year has been um, definitely eye-opening for Chris Jones. I think knowing the the way that he is treated in Kansas City, the way that uh, you know he's been able to build his career over the time that he's been with the Chiefs, and you know, I think that there's a part of him that you know he understands that even though. Uh, he is one of the best defensive tackles in the National Football League that he's got an opportunity to continue to play with the dynasty and continue to win those rings and go for a three-peat. And who knows how many more years he's got left, but I think that, and you pointed this out yesterday as we were talking about the, the different players uh, that used to play for the Chiefs that were on social media over the weekend talking about how happy they were for their former teammates I think that there's a part of Chris Jones that probably doesn't want to be like those guys. You know, he doesn't want to be like a Tyreek Hill or a Teron Matthew or uh, Colin Saunders or, you know, any of these other uh, players that spent time with Kansas City, saw the greatness of the franchise, and then went off somewhere else, and now they're on the sideline not winning championships. So I think that that's part of it for Chris Jones. Now the other side of it is he's still got the same representation that basically botched the negotiations last year. So hopefully they've learned their lesson. Uh, I, you know, I do think that they're going to be able to obviously get interest from other NFL teams, but I do think the better situation for Chris Jones obviously is to, is to stay with Kansas City for the rest of his career. I, I think that's what he wants to do. If that's what he will do, I guess are two different things. I think that... Well, look, it doesn't have to get as complicated as it did last year because he's just a free agent, right? Like it does like the the holdout, all the messiness of it. He's either going to accept a contract for the Chiefs or he's going to accept a contract for somebody else. That part of it I do think is simpler and maybe that makes the process easier to digest. It'll certainly be faster than it was last year. The the thing for the Chiefs that will be really interesting is they have to do all these things sort of in tandem, right? We or I have laid out like a like a priority list, and it starts with Snead, and then it goes to left tackle, and then it goes to Jones. I don't know if they view things the same way. But the reality is they all kind of have to happen together, right? You have to know what you're doing with one to know what you can do with the other. That's what makes it so hard. But the good thing is I, I, I believe they're allowed to negotiate with their own guys like right now. So you can know what Snead needs. And again, I, I think everybody feels like that's got to be the priority. I think the best chance for the defense to maintain is to have Spags and that secondary intact with Reed, 
in and those two corners. McDuffie, so yeah, that will for sure. Yeah, that will probably happen. And then it's and then you have to sort of prioritize everything, but you can't do that unless you know where everybody's heads at, right? Is Donovan Smith willing to come back again on like a one year small deal just to keep it together? And then does that free up money? What is Patrick Mahomes going to be able to do to provide salary cap relief? Uh, because he'll almost certainly do it if he can. Uh, I, I, you know, according to people that study this stuff, this past season was the year that the the greatest cap burden for Mahomes. And so all of that stuff goes hand in hand, but you know it's it seems like the the main core will be back. And it's interesting as you hear people talk about the off season. I think there's this general feeling that you know most of what they have will be back. I don't know that I think the same thing because they have so many free agents, right? Like Drew Tranquil and some of these you know guys that they brought in on discounts last year were such integral parts of the defense. Those are guys who have not been paid. Are they really, you know, it's different for Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes who have made their fortunes already. Some of these guys haven't, right? And so are they really going to be willing to do, you know, those same types of things? Like Sneed, Xavier Sneed hasn't been paid yet. Uh, Xavier Sneed, God, that's <laughs> Legerious. a throwback. Legarius Leger- go. yeah. Sneed hasn't been paid yet. Um so I, you know, I, I think it's more complicated than people are letting on. I think it will be a great challenge for the front office this off season. I heard somebody yesterday. I think it was on the JR Sport Brief interviewing a former executive yesterday on the way home, and and that it was an and it was an old you know executive to some capacity in the Bills front office, and he just sort of spoke about. Because we all know the cliche of, you know, you got to get it done on a rookie quarterback contract, which is silly because we haven't had a you know quarterback on a rookie contract win a Super Bowl in now five years since Mahomes did it. But it's it, it really does speak to the restrictions it put. And his point was you have to get the draft right. You know, if you're going to pay your quarterback, you have to be great in the draft. And the Chiefs have been. I mean, they really have been. You think about two of their key contributors this year offensively, Pacheco, Rice. Neither one of those guys were first-round picks. A lot of these players that, you know, have been critical have been their first-round picks. We'll see about Felix and Uzama. But they have they have hit on a lot of meaningful players in the middle part of the draft, and they have to continue to do that. Now, I have confidence they will because they have. They have a history of doing that, right? They haven't always been great at the very front end, but they've been really good in the middle, really good in the middle. And so they do have to do that because you, those are the you know the most affordable players you can find. That's got to be the formula, and that's been the formula long term for Kansas City. And it's basically you draft well, and then you try to supplement the remaining positions and the needs that you have with uh, team friendly free agents. And some of them are probably going to be veterans, you know, that you're taking a swing on, or others might be projects or whatever. Uh, but that's really been the strategy because, as we all know. So much money is tied up in other places, you know, specifically Patrick Mahomes. Um, This is not a team that typically will spend on free agents. We've seen that from Brett Veach over time. Really, the the only time that we've really kind of seen bigger contracts going out in free agency with the Chiefs have been on the offensive line. And that was Orlando Brown initially and then Juwan Taylor 
last year. But really, other than that, I mean, you're not seeing – you never see Kansas, Kansas City spin big on a wide receiver. You never see them spin big um, really anywhere defensively. I mean, I know that they brought in Drew Tranquil. They brought in Charles Aminahue. You know, those were free agent signings. But, again, those guys are not garnering a ton of money at the very top of the market. So that's, that's always been the strategy. You mentioned the way that, you know, Kansas City drafts. And really, in the last, what, five years or so, I mean, I would say the only swing and miss in the draft was maybe Clyde Edwards-Elair in the first round. That was maybe the only miss, I would say. And not that he's been a bad player, but just he hasn't been a a first-round, you know, living up to those first-round expectations, I would say, overall in the course of his time in Kansas City. So really, other than that, I think that, you know, Brett Veach has, you know, he's known for drafting pretty well and finding diamonds in the rough later in the draft. They're going to have to do that again this year. And as long as this team is together in the way that it is, they're going to have to continue to draft well. I'm not just talking about next year, but in the years to come, that's going to be a major priority. It is. And that's why when everyone, you know, says, oh, they'll be back all these. I'm like, yeah, they probably all won't be back. They can't. So then it's, Do you bring, you know, if you can get Snead, Jones, and one of the linebackers, I think you've done a really good job because I don't think you can get Gay and Tranquil. You know, there's just too many, too many guys. You're going to run out of dollars unless you get everybody just wanting to come back to go for three. I do think left tackle is the most um, frightening of the openings. I think even more than wide receiver. So I would suspect that they will, outside of Snead, just whether it's through the draft, and it could be, you know, or or a free agent, which is more likely, in my opinion, they'll attack there. They could also trade draft picks, which we know they're also not scared to do, to go after somebody they feel like could be. Now, they haven't been, they haven't necessarily been great at that, right? They haven't done that well. Orlando Brown Jr., uh, Frank Clark, Guys that help them win Super Bowls don't don't misunderstand, but I think that we're overpays. And then you know Jawan Taylor, who certainly I think right now, unless he can play left tackle, that's not what they you know they gave him yep. a bunch of money not not to come play right tackle. Right. So and I and I don't know that that went particularly well this year. And you know I was looking it, it, at it the other day as far as the free agent left tackles that are out there right now, and really the there are four main ones. And actually, Donovan Smith is the youngest out of all four. You've got Tyron Smith, who's 33, Dwayne Brown, who's 36, and Cornelius Lucas, who's 32. Uh, And then Donovan Smith is 30. So, you know, right now you've got, uh, you know, a guy that played left tackle for you last year. And what, you know, was Donovan Smith a great left tackle? No. Yeah, he was all right. He got the job done. I mean, I think that they real. I think Kansas City realized in the offseason that as much as they wanted Jawan Taylor to move over and they're paying him to do so, for whatever reason, it was that transition wasn't happening well, and they had to go get a stopgap in Donovan Smith. Uh, and so for what they asked him to do in kind of the 11th hour before the year started, I think he did an okay job. I, I agree. And remember that they've now won two Super Bowls with Orlando Brown Jr. and Donovan Smith. Those aren't the best tackles in the league. They're, but they're, but they're, good, they're good, right? They're, they're okay. So, yeah, I'd be totally I – would, I would love if they could get Smith back and that made financial sense. I think he probably played himself into a bigger contract. 
uh, would be my guess. If Orlando Brown got paid what he got paid by Cincinnati, I, I would imagine Donovan Smith will be pretty desirable on the open market. But we'll see. I, you know, they they have big decisions to make, but I maintain all the time. You also have to be careful because offensive linemen you cannot let go next off season. I mean, you've got a, a situation. When is Joe Tooney up? I can't. I think he's up at the same time. But you've got a, a situation where your entire interior line are all going to need to get taken care of at the same time. With Patrick Mahomes at quarterback, that's almost as important as your bookends because he scrambles so much. You just can't like you can't let that pressure come up the middle. And as he ages, and as Travis Kelsey ages, and some of this stuff, you always want to be able to run the ball. Those interior linemen have got to be taken care of. Like though, to me, there is you know as pressing as Snead. Like you can't let those guys walk away. Those are those are. And I'm talking about Humphrey and Smith, and I can't remember when Tooney's up, and and he's getting a little older, but especially Humphrey and Smith. And it will be. It, look, it, what sucks is. Like the parades usually, and I'm talking about the good part of the parade yesterday, not the bad part. But what what's unfortunate is that the you know that's usually like the last time everything's happened, and then you get into the business of football right away, and it gets really complicated again, and it's it's a harsh thing that happens. But it's always you know guys are happy and saying they want to be back and doing everything when they're on the field celebrating hoisting the Lombardi, and then when when the dollars get involved, reality sets in. Yeah, I wonder. There's another guy that's on the market right now, um, left tackle wise, Jonah Williams from the Bengals. And if you remember when Orlando Brown uh, went to the Bengals, Jonah Williams was the left tackle. He requested a trade when they brought in Orlando Brown. They didn't move him, and he went over to right tackle for the year. But now he's a free agent, and so I don't know exactly what he is looking at as far as you know payment on the open market and free agency and that sort of thing. But there could be an opportunity with somebody like that where, you know, he could potentially come over, fill that left side. There are a handful of other guys. Mekhi Becton is somebody from the Jets that is on the open market that, you know, they the Jets drafted him pretty high back in 2020, thinking that he was going to be a solid NFL caliber left tackle. And he's been injured quite a bit. And so, you know, that could potentially be a project that Kansas City could look at. So there are other options that are out there for that specific position. But I, I understand what you're saying as far as, the interior of the line, when you've got Humphrey and you've got um, you've got Smith and then, of course, Tooney, if those guys, you're not able to keep them all together, then you've got you know major issues long term. So it, right now they've got to figure out exactly what they're doing on the ends of the offensive line. Um, but I, I do think that we can all agree that for the way that they have rebuilt this offensive line from, what, two or three years ago to now – it's been impressive. They've got to do everything that they can to try to keep as much of that together. It, 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 is, um, it is the most important thing that they'll do. It, it, even, even as much as I love the defense and as much as I think that that was the reason that they won a Super Bowl this year, and I believe that wholeheartedly, the most important thing that they have to do for the next decade is make sure Patrick Mahomes is protected. We talked about this someday this week. If you'll remember, the one thing the Patriots never did was leave Tom Brady unprotected, right, in all of those years. And and the one season he wasn't there, right, was because of a, an injury that happened on a on, – so it, that is the most important thing the Chiefs will do over the next 10 years is make sure Patrick Mahomes is protected. And they've already shown us that, right? They've already th – there's no position that they have invested more into than that position over the last – four years now 
you know, since the since the Buccaneers sort of exposed them, right, in that Super Bowl loss. So we know that that's what they'll prioritize. They may get into the draft. They may take a left tackle. And, and they will never do anything on the offensive line that makes me think, oh, that was a bad decision. I want you to think about, think about the last three dynasties that we've seen historically. Patriots always had a good offensive line, right? Uh, Cowboys of the mid-90s, I think, was the other dynasty before that. Had one of the best offensive lines in the history of football. And then this one, consistent, protecting the quarterback. No quarterback is good with pressure in his face all the time. And and so it, that just we've seen that play. I mean, it is the oldest adage in football. you got to be good up front. You have to be good up front. If you're not good up front, you're not going to do what you need to do. And so they will attack that the most aggressively. I think that... They clearly have that belief within the organization that that's where the, I mean, think about the biggest contracts they've given outside of Mahomes. It's Tooney. It's these tackles. They've they've traded draft capital to try and solve the problem. So they're going to continue to do that because it's so important for them to do that. So don't let that surprise you. And I think, and I would say, don't ever be disappointed when you want a wide receiver or you want Chris Jones or you want any, all these things. It's like, no, we're, what we're going to do is we're going to protect 15 before anything else that we do. The only concern that I have, and I don't even, I'm not ready to say that I would think that it was not the right decision. I don't want to go that far because we don't even know what they're going to do. But the only thing that would give me a little bit of pause in the draft would be if they drafted a left tackle in the first round and that left tackle was slated to start the season as left tackle. Um, that would be the only thing that I would be a little bit hesitant on because even if you're a first-round draft pick, you're going you know, up against NFL defenses. You're going away from college, and you could be a highly touted offensive lineman, but I think you're going to need a little bit of time to grow uh, in that position. So what I would love to see if they do decide – to take a left tackle early in the draft, first round, second round, you know, somewhere like that. If that person they feel like is the left tackle of the future for Kansas City, that's great. But I think they still also need a veteran or somebody in there. And maybe it's re-signing Donovan Smith again. I don't know exactly what that looks like. But having somebody somebody in place that, you know, you don't have to put a rookie in there right away at that very important position. Yeah. I think think re-signing Donovan Smith can be the answer. I think it's the easiest answer. Yeah. I just don't know if it's the best financial answer uh, because we don't know what he's thinking in this situation. Um, we, I, I talked about awkward transitions in this show, so please, again, bear with us. I do want to give you an update. So this one from KMBC, um, that of the um, victims at the uh, Truman Medical Center, Five of the eight people who were shot have been discharged. Two people in critical condition, one in the hospital but in stable condition. Um, three of the four people who were there that were not shot has have also been discharged. So what happens in these situations, you have the people shot and you have a whole lot of people trampled. And oftentimes trampling can, can do as much or more damage than anything. So uh, a good update there. Uh, a lot of a lot of things will be happening. A lot of information will be coming today. We'll get you that information as it comes through. There are, uh, you know, it's, I'm I'm so proud of you know reporters in these situations. So happy for uh, the job that they do. Obviously, we're biased to that. But when everybody's starved for information, when everybody's wondering about their loved ones, these reporters are right there in the thick of it. Max Dutton, I'll, I'll give him a shout out. He was our reporter. I mean, he was 20 yards from where this happened, when it happened, and he was right there 
given on the ground information to us and to everybody else about what was happening. You know, you don't get that information from officials for good reason, right? Immediately, but you do from people at the scene. So, uh, you know, a, a big thanks to all those people. If you see your local reporter, uh, maybe uh, give them a pat on the back because that's a that's a tough situation for them to navigate too. But uh, a good news on patience there. Uh, hopefully, we get some more of that as we make our way through. We will pass that along or any other information as we get it here on Sports Daily today. Let's come back, Tommy, and uh, we will talk a little bit about the Shockers tonight. So Kevin Saul was not with us yesterday. He'll be with us Friday. Just you know, for those that missed him, that was that was totally just planned, a schedule conflict. Let's talk about the Shockers and what they have coming up tomorrow because it is the beginning of a stretch of the season I think we're kind of excited about, which is interesting because if you just look at wins and losses, there hasn't been much to be excited about, but we'll get into that, Shocker fans, as we return. I want to mention a a big giveaway we have here, though. So if if you'd like to see some postseason college hoops, KFH and Taco Bell have your chance to win a trip for two to the College Hoops Championship Tournament in Kansas City. That's March 13th through the 16th to cheer on your favorite team. It includes two all-session tournament passes, three nights hotel accommodations. To enter, you can simply text TBBIG to the number 20357. If you want a complimentary breakfast burrito, just go to uh, kfhradio.com, click on the events page, download the voucher, and then you can get a free breakfast burrito at any Wichita or surrounding Taco Bell locations, with the exception of in Hutchinson. Your chance to see the College Hoops Championship Tournament and snag a complimentary breakfast burrito from Taco Bell happens right here on KFH. We'll come back with some Shocker Talk next on Sports Daily. 97.5, 1240 KFH. All right, welcome back in, everybody. Tim Fitzgerald, our K-State insider, coming for you at the top of the next hour. Uh, mornings here at KFH, the staff enjoys some delicious coffee from Prairie Fire Coffee. Uh, always appreciate that. When I've ever been there for uh, some of the national shifts on the weekend, which is when I'm usually in there, got Prairie Fire fired up. Always, always appreciate that. I'll have some uh, Sunday when I'm in to do one of those shifts from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. You should be able to hear that all the way through uh, here locally. I'll have to check the schedule on that. I can't remember when the Shockers play. Um on Sunday. Actually, I can tell you because I've got it pulled up for tonight. But either way, I have some delicious Prairie Fire coffee for it. It's a big game for the Shockers tonight, Tommy, and Sunday, quite frankly. Uh, that's Charlotte. That's at 11 a.m. So you you won't catch much of me. You'll catch just a little bit before uh, the Charlotte game, maybe an hour or so. Uh, but it starts with East Carolina. So here's the challenge for Wichita State. This is where it gets interesting. We know they're capable, Tommy, of beating anybody in this league home or road, capable, capable. They haven't been able to do it, though, hardly at all. They have two wins, right, in the league. We've seen them in most of these games. Now, both of those wins came at home, but recently on the road, we saw them lose a game they should not have lost at Tulsa. We saw them lose a game they very easily could have won. I won't say they should not have lost that one against Memphis. Um, they have played South Florida very close on the road, who's been very good. They've played Florida Atlantic on the road, who's been very good. So when I see East Carolina and Charlotte, I see those as winnable games. In fact, I see every game left on the schedule, any game that Wichita State plays the remainder of this season as winnable games. 
So what gets interesting then, Tommy, is if they every game they'll play is winnable, and I think that's absolutely fair, and a tip of the cap to the team, they do actually have to win them, which is what they have not been able to do. Yeah, and of, of course you have to just go back to the last time that these two teams played inside Coke Arena, and I, you know, it was probably, and I mentioned it the other day, kind of when the bottom fell out. I think kind of rock bottom of the of the season for Wichita State. Well, that or Tulsa, that or the twenty point you know, beat down in the second half they took to Tulsa. Either uh, one I mean, of those, the, yeah, both rock bottom. Different differences. Yeah. That game was in Coke yeah. Arena and it's East Carolina and they're sure. not a very good team. And it was 54 to 52, you know, at home. Um, it, it just really a, a bad showing for Wichita State when they played last. So they've got an opportunity to kind of redeem themselves a little bit and avenge that, uh, that early loss uh, at home against East Carolina. But you know what? I think that at this point, and we've talked about this schedule moving forward and the remaining games that they have in conference play, uh, really what you're trying to do here is set the table for optimism moving forward and really try to set the table for optimism going into the conference tournament. Um, I think that we both agree, and we've talked about it before, the level of talent that we believe that this team has, and we've watched them hang with the top teams in the conference on multiple occasions. It hasn't just been a one-off fluke where, you know, maybe one game they were able to hang. No, it's been multiple games. Both times they played Florida Atlantic. Both times they played Memphis. You know, they've hung around with these teams and in a couple of those games had opportunities to actually win the ball games. So you feel, I think, optimistic about the talent level and the capability that this team has, but now you've got to actually put it into action. And if you can end this regular season on a high note and really like over the next six games have strong showings in them and you know I think what five and one you know something like that down the stretch I think at that point you feel that much better about your chances in the conference tournament and not only that but just the the seeding that you're going to get I mean keep in mind if they falter down the stretch they might have the talent to hang with these teams in the conference tournament but their seeding is going to be so poor that it's going to be that much tougher if they can improve where they're at getting into the conference tournament of course that's going to be super helpful yeah look I and that's that's the the point of it all right is to over call from mom answer it call silenced Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. 
overachieved now after some vast underachieving. And in the good news is we think they can do it, but they have to do it. This is a big test to have to go to East Carolina tonight, right? They play at six and then turn around and play an early Sunday game is a difficult thing to do, especially on the road, no matter who you're playing. To go East Carolina, Charlotte on short rest, both of those games on the road, that is not easy. But guess what? That just means if that happened, you'd be staring at the greatest point of this shocker season. So, you know, the challenge is there. Embrace it. Go do the most difficult thing you've been asked to do, which is do that. I mean, we we see it all the time. That's difficult for any team to do, no matter who they're playing. Go get it done. And, and you know, try to create some momentum. Uh, Andrew asks us on our video stream, which, by the way, you'll always find on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitch, if there's any chance for an NIT bid for Wichita State. So, obviously, if they won the American Athletic Conference tournament, they would get into the postseason. But any chance for other postseason play? I would say a slight chance. I think the NIT does consider <laughs> potential draws, and Wichita State would obviously draw well. They know that. That tournament knows that. Um They'd need to win most of their remaining games. I would say they, at minimum, and it may not be enough, need to be a 500 team by the end of the year. I I don't know. I would say it's a I would say it's a small chance. Uh, but that there are other postseason tournaments. I would love for this team to be able to play postseason basketball in, in in any form or fashion. This is the perfect example of a team that would embrace one of those other tournaments because it does feel like they're grooving a little bit. It, which is, it is really a strange dynamic, Tommy, to feel that way. And I think everybody does, but they're not winning games. And so that's, gonna, that's going to deflate if they don't start winning games. And we've talked about for a long time now, this week especially, this stretch of games they're playing. Honestly, the only game I'll give you, I mean, maybe you count UAB on the road. So of the seven, maybe there are two. But I, I'm putting five and two at minimum here of what this team needs to finish down the stretch to carry any optimism. Again, who knows what happens in the conference tournament. But as far as games that we know will be played the rest of the way, I'm going to need at least five and two. Yeah, the road game at Charlotte this Sunday, you know, is going to probably be a, a tough task for Wichita State. But five and two at the bare minimum, you get to five and two. Let's just use that as an example. Five and two to finish the regular season you're looking at a 7 and 11 conference record and you are 15 and 16 overall uh for the regular season you get into the conference tournament you know i think if you can win a couple of games there and get over 500 maybe the nit it's would take a look at you but there's no way that you know if they finish the regular season under 500 and they stay under 500 in the conference tournament that they'll end up in the nit i wouldn't think so um, and the criteria for those tournaments is wild. But maybe they can get into the, what is it, the CIB or whatever. I, I don't care what it is. Postseason basketball will be good for this yep. team. And 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 it will be good for Paul Mills, who is, you know, taking some lumps as a first-year head coach in this conference. So it, the staff, everybody, be great for everybody to get the opportunity to do that. And, and you can refocus. We've seen shocker teams get behind runs like that in the past. We saw it with Marcus McDuffie in a year. Like, they really rallied behind him to just get him postseason basketball and it was a cool thing to see so look it's all out there it starts tonight uh you'll hear the game tonight with us let me get you the the pregame time here it'll start uh coverage at five o'clock over on keyn five o'clock 
you know what? Maybe you will hear me on CBS Sports Radio. That's right. We've got Shockers on KEYN. Five o'clock pregame coverage against East Carolina. Really excited about that. On KFH tonight, you've got the Jerome Tang radio show. Speaking of the Cats, we'll have our K-State insider, Tim Fitzgerald, joining us when we come back on Sports Daily. With Bob and Tom on 97.5 and 1240 KFH, Wichita's most listened to sports radio. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Mac Shows proudly presents the Midwest Arms Collectors Gun Show this weekend in Wichita, Kansas. Join Mac Shows on Saturday and Sunday at the Century 2 Expo Center, 225 West Douglas Avenue in Wichita. Doors open at 9 a.m. Second Amendment enthusiasts and everyday families come out to buy, sell, and trade guns, outdoor sports equipment, arts, and crafts. Mac Shows has been the beating heart of the Midwest gun and knife community for over two decades. This weekend in Wichita at the Century 2 Expo Center. Visit MacShows.com and get your tickets today. Wouldn't it be nice to feel in control of all aspects of your retirement planning? Having a team looking out for you and with you to cover all the bases? At Market Advisory Group, we have that team with professionals guiding the way through the aspects of financial, estate, tax, and Medicare planning all under one roof. Learn more and even schedule a review of your current plan with us at marketadvisorygroup.com. Investment advisory services are offered through Foundations Investment Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Cloudy and overcast for this morning as our temperatures are currently in the upper 30s. Weather brought to you by Robert Half. Nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring today. Robert Half is here to help. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's 150 bucks if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Lutz and shoot your shot. That's FanDuel.com slash L-U-T-Z. FanDuel.com slash L-U-T-Z. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. 21 plus and present in Kansas. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issues not withdrawable. Bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Getting help is your best bet. Call 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Brace the savings on your next project right now at Menards. From countertops to cabinetry, Menards carries everything you need to turn your kitchen dreams into reality. Renovate your space with new cabinets from Cardell. Ready to install and featuring a modern look. Cardell cabinets give your kitchen a new feel. Right now, get a free sink base with a purchase of any Cardell cabinet system. Good through February 18th. See store for details. Save big money at Menards. Come and enjoy a free birthday boil at Hook and Reel. Valid only with a minimum of a two-entree purchase, proof of ID, and also valid three days before and three days after birthday. Located in Town East Parking Lot, East Kellogg. Toppers Plus Truck Accessories has moved to a new location at 333 Northwest Street. Whether you're working or playing, Toppers Plus will get your truck ready with Rhino Linings. Nothing beats a Rhino, the leader in sprayed-on truck bed liners that outperforms plastic drop-in rubber mats and paint-like coatings. They won't crack, peel, or warp and include a lifetime warranty. Toppers Plus, your Rhino dealer. Visit our new location at 333 Northwest Street or toppersplusks.com. Make your truck work for you. Go Hog Wild Pit Barbecue. Hog Wild 
Have you had Hogwild's Giant Stuffed Baked Potatoes? They're anything but basic and really hit the spot when you're craving a little comfort food. Hi, I'm Josh Wissing, Hogwild Partner and General Manager at 47th and South Broadway. Nothing is more satisfying than our baked potatoes loaded with butter, sour cream, cheddar cheese, bacon, and green onions. Add your choice of tender house-smoked Hogwild meats like pulled pork, chicken, or brisket for a little extra. My finishing touch, Hogwild's famous barbecue sauce, and a few jalapenos. Order online at GoHogWild.com. Hogwild Pit Barbecue, six locations in Wichita. Also in Derby, El Dorado, Hutchinson, and Salina. Late, we close at eight. The KFH Studios, powered by Devon James Injury Lawyers. Call 888-8888. That's 888-8888. College men's basketball tonight. Wichita State on the road at East Carolina. Shockers trying to get back in the win column after seven straight losses on the road. Shockers are a one-and-a-half-point underdog tonight. Shane Dennis and Bob Hull have live coverage of the game at 5 p.m. We'll tip off at 6 o'clock this evening in Greenville, North Carolina. Listen to the Shockers live tonight on 103.7 KEYN. Juco men's basketball last night. 22nd-ranked Butler Community College on the road at Dodge City. Dennis Higgins had the call right here on KFH. Pass goes inside, and a dunk by Chris Richardson. Richardson with a big basket there. He's got 17. Grizzlies lead to 78-73. Grizzlies win at 84-76. Butler with back-to-back wins, now 19-5 on the season. And Juco women's basketball, number one ranked Hutchinson, undefeated at 24-0 after a 19-point win at Cowley. I'm Ted, the Sportshead! Now, from Wichita's most listened to sports radio, 97.5. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 